I got it written down today. What? The open, so I'll screw it up. Oh, great. You actually wrote out words to say what was I told out. you I was going to oh, read yeah. it. No, that's good. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Fs. I screwed it up again. Stop it. <laughs> I screwed it up again. Welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith along with Scott Weeby, Brian Shesko. And we have a great, great show for you today. But let's let's start let's start with a conversation about vacations. Can we talk about vacations to start? Because this is a vacation week? It was a vacation week. Sort of, of yeah, sorts? For, 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 for many teams. For many teams. Um, yeah, so we, we didn't have any matches last week. We didn't have any Premier League Premier matches. League matches. We had an FA Cup fifth round weekend. There was championship games. Ch- uh, championship, what's wrong with me? Champions League. Thank you. Yep, Euro- and as we record this, we're recording this on Thursday this before year- the Europa League matches have been yep. but, uh, but prior to this, you know, during the, the week off last week, and especially for those clubs who didn't play in the FA Cup, a lot of, a lot of clubs chose to take uh, a bit of a trip. They decided to go away, do a little in-season training camp, maybe sure. some, some, some team bonding sessions, things like that. So uh, Crystal Palace, I think... Uh, Almost, almost like a youth trip, like a like a youth retreat. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like a, a retreat. A retreat is a really is, good word. It for is it. like yeah. a retreat. Yeah, exactly. Some, some warm weather retreat. Crystal Palace went to Spain to do some training sessions. I believe Stoke went to Qatar to go do their train or du- Dubai. Is that the same thing? No, it's not the same thing. No, I think they're different. Yeah, they're that's, different. That's, that's bad. That's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, Leicester City, um, uh, Claudio Ranieri gave them all just the week off. He said, you have a week off, do whatever you want, just come back and we'll practice when you get back. All these teams going away on these trips. It just made me wonder, like, if we did that, the three of us. Right. Fantasy Soccer FC team. If we just took a week off? Yeah. How? What, what kind of team bonding exercises would we do during a week off like this? <laughs> Man, that is a tough question. That is a tough question. Ryan, what are your thoughts on that? I think the first thing would be we need to. I think it always revolves around finding something good to eat. Mm. Um, I do love to eat. And probably I would want to drive mine around something standard like a uh, where's a good burger? Mm. Yeah. That doesn't really have anything to do with soccer at all. No. But I tell you what, no matter what we do... It well, would, but it would be a, a team-building retreat, right? That's true. I mean, men who eat burgers together... Stay together. Stay together. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how it goes. It's, a, so it's burgers, wisdom. Burgers and, and beverages Yes, would make for a good time. Yeah. Throw in a little bit of football, and it's even better. I tell you what, no matter what, though, it couldn't be worse than Aston Villa's week. Aston Villa, from what I understand, <laughs> they were going to go away... On a training camp week, and Remy Guard said no. Did they deserve to go anywhere? <laughs> he said no. Uh, no, I, I, I don't have all of my sources lined up on this, so you know that's why this is a perfect story for our podcast. Sure. But <clears throat> apparently, they stayed home in Birmingham, and uh, they decided to do uh, a, a big uh, 
in-roster match, like a training match. They brought in Andre Mariner. Like an in-house like scrimmage of yeah, sorts? Yeah, exactly. Brought in Andre Mariner to referee the thing, made it official, and, oh, wow. and said, here we go. They put Jordan Ayew with the under-21s, and then they had a bunch of their senior squad playing against them. And wouldn't you know it, even the U-21s beat the senior side Oh, for my gosh. <laughs> That's a, how embarrassing is that? I think Remy Gard needs to roll out with them this weekend. I really do. They can't do any worse. It won't affect anyone's fantasy lineups. None of us are playing Aston Villa players the, anyway. And what fans would boo their under-21s, right? At least the fans would probably support them. I mean, they're, the future. They will boo the first team. That's who they're going to go with when they sell off all the senior squad players next year in the championship. But you don't, you don't boo the teenagers. Like, you don't go to, a, like, a high school game and, like, boo your local high school team when they're playing, like, a basketball game or something. No, that would be rude. Wasn't it Newcastle last year that the fans uh, had the banner up that said we don't we don't expect a, a winning team. We just expect a team that tries. <laughs> something like that. It was something to that effect. Oh my I feel God. like that would be the same for for Villa at this point. That you the the under twenty ones. I feel like they would at least know they're going to get a team that's going to try. That's mm. true. I hear the participatory ribbons in the Premier League are really nice. <laughs> really nice. <laughs> but apparently the, the fans are planning uh, walkouts for the next three home matches. At Zilla? The 74th minute, yep. Wouldn't that look out. the same as it did the last couple matches? <laughs> 74. Touche, my friend. Symbolic of the number of, what, the goals that they've... Let wow. in? Yes. Yeah, I seriously. Didn't, I didn't look up to see no what the recent goals. <laughs> 74 is too many. There are some people who are predicting double relegation for them. Like They'll go down to the championship next year and they'll be so bad they'll go right down. Their to the team's squad. not good. No, they're not. I mean, and, and we, I'll, you know, we might mention a few of the FA Cup matches, but you know, the first team of West Brom played Reading this past weekend, and they got thumped 3-1. to one. It's true. Reading's the 14th place team in the championship. It's it's not like they're even at the top. And they don't even they don't even pronounce it right. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. I did. I yeah, you, know, you, you did shit. it right. I did. Listen, you did I, it right. I do mispronounce things often, and Scott will be the first to correct me. I, I will, and I'm sorry again about that. But, but I need I, that. When I first became a, a, an English football fan, I called them Reading because that's what I thought they were called. Yeah. Honest mistake. Honest mistake. I, I, I don't know my Honest vowels. American mistake. Fair enough. Well, we've got two match weeks worth of matches to preview, so that's why we are here doing something a little bit different. Instead of talking primarily about results, we want to look ahead to what is going to be a very busy uh, Premier League week. And we'll also sprinkle in some FA Cup conversation as well, because there was some exciting football, I think, played in the fifth round of the FA Cup. And I think some relevant things that, that we saw this past weekend in the FA Cup, some teams kind of coming to life that have looked, haven't looked looked great. Um, well, and we'll tell you, there was one team that did look really great, and they are the first, uh, they're in the first game of the weekend, the 7.45 a.m. Eastern time match on Saturday morning, which is the best match of the week. You wake up and you have sports on. It's wonderful. Love uh, it. West Ham hosting Sunderland. That's going to be a fun game to yeah. watch. There's going to be a few fun games yeah, to watch. I'm getting up early for that one for sure. I'm you sure. mean normally you wouldn't be up that early? I mean, Brian, mm-hmm. you have children. That... Yeah, I'm up that early. But okay. And you have a podcast. Sure. More importantly, you have a podcast. Yeah, yeah that's, that's I mean, for sure. Yeah. 
Well, I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this match. I think that Heather has uh, th- this one has possibility for some goals, at least three or four, uh, between the two clubs, uh, which would be great because a lot of us have a lot of players from both sides. I think last week we talked about how Sunderland, even though they're in the bottom three right now, you they still have val- uh, there's three or four guys that have fantasy value. Yeah, mm-hmm. Payet. He was the darling of the weekend. He was. He was unbelievable. The free kick was amazing. Uh, but he, he influenced the game everywhere. I mean, he would go all the way back to the defense at times to get the ball and then end up with it after a few passes, uh, give and goes, uh, you know, past midfield and now is, is taking the team into the attacking side. He was really, really good. I'm, you know, obviously anyone who's a, a, a Dimitri Payet owner is going to be hoping that he'll have confidence that will carry over into the uh, league matches this week. West Ham will be hosting two matches, the, the match against Sunderland, just the first for them. Um, so hopefully Pyatt will put up, you know, maybe put a goal in on a free kick or something. That'd be great for anyone who's a Pyatt owner. There were a couple other players, though, on West Ham who stood out. And uh, first of all, uh, Kuyate, Jack Kuyate, was sent off uh, during the FA Cup match. And... Uh, they, uh, the club appealed that, and it was revoked. And so he will be probably in the lineup. So if you do have him in your midfield, which I did at one point earlier this I year. I did at one point, too. He did miss his last – the last two Premier League games he missed. Um, but it definitely, I guess, obviously looks like he'll be back in the lineup. He looked active on um, – I mean, obviously, he did not score. But he looked he looked active. He looked like he had a pretty good game. I he didn't score a goal that – Helmet. He did. Offside. He had an offside goal. I missed that. But he didn't deserve the uh, instant red either. Right, which was rightly taken away. Yeah. <clears throat> Emmanuel Amanike came in to the squad in this side, and uh, and he looked pretty good. He looked. He looked yeah. really. Obviously, he scored two goals. That'll make anyone look good. But um, you know, he he came in and did well. I don't know that he's going to be playing this weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. But, you know, Slavin Bilic, the manager of West Ham, has so many options, which is part of what makes it hard. Like, what's nice mm. about Bournemouth, for instance, is that you're going to get the same nine or ten guys in the starting 11 every week just because that's what Eddie Howe, their manager, has to do. With West Ham, you know, he's got 15, 16 guys that he can play, and it makes it really hard to know week to week. Other than, you know, I think Payet is a, is a clear-cut starter every time yeah. he's healthy. You know, anytime he's healthy. But uh, sometimes it's hard to know. There's just so many guys that could score goals for West Ham. Can I just say I'm so glad that you said Eminenke before I did because I'm not sure I would have said it properly. <laughs> I just copied the announcers. That's all I did. Well, it, I'm just glad you got in front of me on that because I probably would have screwed it up. He came over in the January transfer period, right? Right. <clears throat> and Valencia, ha- Valencia has been playing, and he's been playing pretty good. Um, his numbers the last five games, 3-11, 6-2-3, so... The last couple games, uh, you know, have been a little bit more quiet. But, um, you know, bringing someone in like this in the January period, you know, might be a little competition. Make him, uh, maybe to, to push him on a little bit. Mm-hmm. Antonio, Play who right I had on my team. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was a little concerned to see him playing. And, Scott, you notably pointed to me. Right back. Yes. Yeah, I was shocked. But, you know, because of the lack of options, Village put him in right back and... He didn't hold him back at all. No, and he was up front attacking a lot. It probably uh, helped that um, he was playing against ten guys. <laughs> he so was, he was the... very active <laughs> up front against when they were uh, when they were up a man. But he was still active even whenever it was 
ten v ten, and I still think I would. I still think I'm. He will be the one I sell this week. But I was thinking the same thing. You, but she, well, I, we you said last two. week. Yeah, I own him too. We said, we said last week he's up a good bit, especially if you had him from the beginning. Well, uh, and I've seen it already. You know, we talked about Lanzini coming back. He did play in that as well. Yep. Uh, Emanike with Enter Valencia coming. You know, they might they, play both said, of them. I mean, he didn't play in the in the FA Cup game, but he's hurt. So if he comes back, Andy Carroll, they said, should be ready for this game mm. too. So it's another attacking option for them. You know, it just doesn't. It, it, I think maybe just ignore those guys. If anyone, you know, if, if uh, for whatever reason Valencia comes back in, I mean, his numbers have been good. And um, but I think for now, I mean, really, I feel like it's only Payet. Yeah. That's, well, that's consistent. There. So it's interesting, right? So. What, there's 12 weeks left, and I was, you know, looking at, you know, you can literally see the finish line. I feel like when you start the beginning of the year, the finish line seems so far away the end of the season. And so, obviously, if you're looking at your league and or <clears throat> if you're playing daily fantasy or if you're, which is different, obviously, than than, than a yearly, um, you know, league, you you kind of coming down the stretch, you're looking at your transfers, and you're like, you know, trying to figure out when you do and not make moves. I mean, that, that's one thing we battle, all battle every week. I am always guilty of using too many transfers in the first three or four weeks and then really having to pinch it tight coming down the stretch. One thing I was noticed, Brian, to your point, like with Antonio, we talked about Imbula mm-hmm. last oh, week. Yeah. So Antonio's values are 5.8, mm-hmm. Imbula's 5.5. Yeah. You know, who, well, who well, who's... Just- and even in this game, we we talked about him last week too. Was Kosri, but but go ahead and finish your exactly. Kosri looked. I mean, they both were the best players on the field last week. Can I give you some Premier League stats for Kosri? I, I always love to hear some stats. Since he came on for so two for well, two weeks for the last two weeks, he's created eight goal scoring chances in the last two weeks. Only Christian Eriksen has more. That's in pretty the last good. Two weeks. He has nine. He's got five shots on goal and has been directly involved in 75% of Sunderland's goals. And he's taken all eight of the corners that they've won. Kazri has. Wabi Kazri has. So why, is, why in the is, world is he not already he on my $5.4 billion. $5.4 million. He's $5.40. Yeah. That's it. Jack Colback. Is five and a half, Jack Colback. We could probably list a name of a, a, or we could make a list of a lot of other guys. At I that. only want you to think about Jack Colback. <laughs> I love Jack Colback. Well, just think about him right now. Well, he's gin. He's no, a gin. Picture his face. I, I'm he's, picturing his red, fiery hair right now. Yeah, good. It's five and a half. He's more expensive than Kazri. Yeah, I just don't know how. I think I think that for me is the guy. It's just, a, it just seems like, I mean, I already have Van on hold, so, but I don't mind having both of those guys on the team. So I, he, he could be a candidate for an uh, ad of the week. A hundred percent, yes. He could, he's a candidate. Yeah, I would say so. There's always, I, I always tend to look towards new faces and, and, and find them more appealing than, you know, some old blood that maybe has been on my roster for multiple weeks in the season. Um, I, I'm definitely guilty of that. So when you ask the question, you know, Imbula or 
Uh, you know, we talked about you know Kazri or mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm going to tend to look towards those guys, but but in this case, I think specifically with those two, it's for a legitimate reason. Um, I think it's because you have to say that Kazri's obviously proven himself. And Beulah looked really good. There's there's yeah. such thing as an eye test, mm-hmm. and he looked really good in his one match. Now I think Kazri's proven it a little bit more um, you know, over a couple. You know, he's had two matches, I think, as opposed to the one for uh, for Beulah that we've seen in the league. So I, you know, I, I like both of those guys a lot. But if I you know if I, I think if you throw Kazri in there, Kazri's a must buy mm-hmm. at this point. If you've got a place, uh, is he listed as a midfielder? Yes. And that's the trick because there are so many midfielders who are worth buying this year, uh, and and so it's hard to be able to just to narrow it down and then not only have five that you play, but then to know which four or five that you put into your squad each week. But I think he's one that's worthy of consideration. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, I know Payet for somebody who's as magical as he is. I mean, he has owned a lot. He's at thirty-seven percent. So, uh, but I think it's that's deserving. I mean, Absolutely. especially especially now, and he. I mean, looking at the list of names above him too. I mean, I feel like he's just. It just seems like a lot of magic for a, for not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's a soccer sprite compared to <laughs> compared to Tadic, Jordan Henderson, your guy, uh, Andre uh, Au. Are those guys? Those are guys surrounding. Those are guys Pyatt. Are above Payet. Juan Mata is above Payet. So I just. I, That's I just, amazing. My, my feeling is you're. I don't. For that much magic, how do you not buy that much magic? If you had that much magic in front of you to buy, why wouldn't you buy it? Is my question. I would buy that the magic. That is a rhetorical question that has no answer. I we would, are all buying. Yeah. I would buy the okay. magic. Dimitri, the, the magic, buy it. Anything else? Uh, uh, Patrick Bennett, on Holt. I don't know. I think, you know. I mean, he's still a defender got, worth yeah, keeping. Yeah, yeah. Are you selling him? Are you I mean, Yeah, I did. I have. Um, I think the magic has run out on him, not to use the pun. I think you're crazy. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he's going to have a lot of opportunities to come forward against West Ham. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I don't think he cares who he plays against. He's getting down the field. I mean, he might be their best attacking presence. Yeah. I think he forgets he's a fullback. No, I, I, do, I think you're right. I think you're right to the detriment of the club's defense. I think you're right. He might not be a great defender at all, but he loves to get forward. That's right. There are some defenders you play because they put up clean sheets <clears throat> on a regular basis, and there are some defenders you play because they're going to score you goals. Uh, Van Onholt is the latter type of defender. Yeah. Ten o'clock matches. There's only four on Saturday, uh, in part because there are a couple of matches that won't be taking place. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yep. First one we want to talk about is Leicester hosting Norwich. The bounce back match, right? <clears throat> I mean, it ha- on paper this is the bounce back match. Yeah. This is the one where Leicester overcomes the grief of losing to Arsenal, and they come back and they win three nil. They take it all out on it poor should, Norwich. It should, be, <laughs> it should be right. Like I feel like so many times, what should happen in the Premier League, the opposite it's not happens, happening. This right? Year. It's like Ranieri, <clears throat> his, uh, his, and I think I've said this before, but. One of the things he's done all year, different than most other managers, is he gets two days off after a game, after a match day. Um, so it must they, be nice not to be playing in Europe this year. Yeah, yeah, they're not playing in Europe, and they're not in either of the cups. They're already out, right? So right. we've already talked about that. So they have two days off every every match day, and then he tells them, "I'm not going to give you a curfew, and I'm not, and you can eat whatever you want, but when you show up, you give me everything." Like that, literally, that's his. 
I'm not sure. No wonder Jamie Vardy is playing so well this year. That's exactly no, what he wants to hear. It, it is exactly what what Vardy wants to hear. So, you know, so he gives them a week off. So you would think, oh, I mean, this is this is fantastic, right? Like they should come back, like you said, rejuvenated. Arsenal game behind them. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it kind of spurs them on a little bit with a little, a little anger. You know, Norwich. Norwich, they should walk all over them. But that never, what's supposed to happen never seems to happen. It's true. And with Leicester, I mean, they're hosting Norwich on Saturday. Then they turn around on Tuesday and they host West Brom. On paper, I think if you're a fantasy owner, you have to go by what like what you see on paper. But you, know, you got to go by uh, the statistics that say this is these are two matches where you play all your Leicester players. I mean, Absolutely. If they don't perform, don't be surprised because there's always surprises, especially this season. <laughs> but you have to go into this these next two match weeks playing your Leicester players. Yeah, Norwich has conceded 50 goals <laughs> this year, this season. 18 so far for the year. Last clean sheet. Weird to say, it seems now, against Southampton on January 2nd. That's mm-hmm. back there. Another yeah. surprise, though. Yeah, it's a weird result. I would just I was I was thinking of it in terms of also you know for the teams that aren't playing this weekend you know Sergio Aguero he's owned thirty a little over thirty five percent he's the most expensive striker of anyone that's there so you know to I imagine either of course you could swap him out for somebody else change the formation or whatever but I I feel like going down from Aguero to Vardy makes a lot of sense, especially for the exactly for that for the next two. Why not? You gain a lot by selling Aguero right now, and that's a good point. Vardy's next two, Vardy's next two are are great. Well, Vardy's next four. Say same with Mares. Vardy's the same thing with Mares, who's also very expensive. But I mean, you can get get him. We've talked about Robert. Leicester's next four games: Norwich, West Brom, at Watford, Newcastle. So. They're playing bottom half teams at home three of the next four games. So to your point, where City's got City's schedule, <laughs> City is playing Liverpool twice in th- in four, three days. Maybe what? not. <laughs> not to mention they're still in the Champions League. They're going to go past Dynamo, you know, Dynamo Kiev, Kiev yeah. which they already beat at their place at Dynamo 3-1 this past uh, week. So... City's going to have a lot of games stacked up. I mean, Brian, you make a good point. I hadn't really thought about that, but uh, I had sat Aguero on my bench. But to, you know, maybe that is the move to sell him, gain some value because he is more expensive than Vardy, and Vardy's upcoming schedule is fantastic. You have to wonder. I, 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 there's no reason that that anyone has said anything publicly about this, but you have to wonder. You know, because they are going to advance in the Champions League, talking about Manchester City. You have to wonder if maybe that won't be the focus. I mean, they've won the league. Pellegrini's won the league with this club. He's on his way out. They're not going to win the league, though. They're not. Well, I don't think so either. No. So that that just further, you know, you're, you're validating to, my point to yeah. say that they're going to probably focus on the Champions League. Yeah. You know, if if there's anything that has to be sacrificed, it they're might not gonna, be the Premier League. We yeah. saw them easily give away the FA Cup this past weekend. They just totally said. We're done with the FA Cup. We'll put the youth kids out. You know, the youth kids, as opposed to the yes. non-youth kids. Sure, sure. <laughs> they put the they put the youth kids out there against <laughs> Chelsea, and got blasted. They they were willing to give that competition. I'm not saying they're going to be willing that that openly willing to give up the Premier League, but the emphasis will be on the Champions well, League. Well, I, I think this past two weeks, 
is where City lost their chance to win the Premier League. Losing to Leicester, losing to Tottenham, the other top two teams. Um, and and they're going up against the Liverpool team twice, you know, in the FA Cup final, which they're going to earn the FA Cup, the, the Capital One Cup final Sunday, right? Um, and then they are turn around and play them on Wednesday. <clears throat> As we've mentioned before, City's record against Liverpool isn't good. I... You know, City's upcoming schedule, uh, the City's next four is um, at Liverpool, Villa, Norwich, and then United. So it's not, I mean, it's not bad either. I just think the games are going to be stacking up, and, and Vardy, I think you're going to get more. Like, if you look at Aguero and Silva, I think the, the value easily is on Vardy and Mares with their schedule. Going yeah, so we're not saying Aguero won't be good. We're no, not saying he's absolutely. not going to score points. Sure. But your point was Vardy might be the better play from here to the end of the season. And and I think everything we're saying is, is supporting that. Yeah, so that, more that's immediate. Just looking at this weekend, you get Vardy at home against Norwich. And Aguero's not not playing. So just for the immediate, for the, just the immediate benefit. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. It seems like it just you, for, you I should agree. go to Vardy. One point I will make, and this is the last thing we can move on is at some point city will have a double game week. Yes. Because they're they're missing games this weekend. So at some point that Leicester was not in any cups. So they will never have a double chances are they won't have a it won't <clears throat> be because of their own That's cup correct. Run. That's correct. Yeah. So um that's just something to keep in mind too, especially when you have players and then cuz obviously when teams have double cup or double cup what's wrong with me? Double game weeks. The more players you can have. I think Louis Van Hall has double cup weeks. <laughs> Louis Van Hall might have double cup <laughs> nights every night. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, let me uh, clarify, too, uh, what we're alluding to with the week off. Obviously, the Capital One Cup finals this week, Manchester City versus Liverpool at Wembley Stadium. Yep. That'll be my highlight of the weekend. But uh, what that means is the matches, the league matches that City and Liverpool were scheduled to play have been postponed, which means they will be rescheduled at a later date, putting those games in a, um, a situation where for fantasy purposes you might have uh, you know, Manchester City, Liverpool, and then their opponents who were scheduled for this weekend, Everton and Newcastle. They're, they will be playing two matches in a, in a match week coming up soon. So what you're losing this weekend, uh, and it might be a lot, if you have a lot of city players on your roster, first of all, what's wrong with you? We told you to get rid of them because they're way overpriced last week. But anyway, uh, I digress. If you do have some players from those uh, clubs, those four clubs, uh, they're not going to be giving you anything this weekend because of the Capital One Cup final. I would say it's likely because the ownership on Aguero, we said 35, a little almost 30, a little over 35 percent. People uh, with Lukaku, Romelu Lukaku, 24.8 percent as to the top four guys. Uh, Dave, we talked about it last week about, you know, just we've said how many times do we have to say Firmino? Uh, he's 30, 30%. He's owned a lot. Yep. Ross Barkley at 26% as to the top owned. Yes, between David Silva, Yaya Torre, Raheem Sterling, maybe Coutinho probably got picked up a little bit after his performance last week. Yep. But definitely between Aguero, Lukaku, Firmino, and, and Barkley, that's a lot of ownership. Yeah, defensively, it's not many people. I don't think maybe Kolarov or Otamendi or somebody. Company's I, back, but company's back, but not owned a whole, t- uh, not owned very much. He's, he's 
He's still the most expensive defender. Still most expensive. Yes. Nathaniel Klein, maybe people might have picked up. Yeah. Last week. He's relying. He's always playing. And no, no, no goalkeeper. Maybe Joe Hart, but he's not owned very much. Only three mm. percent. So, but a lot of players, potentially, especially in in uh, strikers and City just doesn't have lot. many. They don't have any clean sheets. So, in my opinion, Hart doesn't have a ton of value. Yeah. And neither do many of their defenders unless companies start scoring again. True. Yeah. Can I throw out a Norwich name? Sure. This one surprised me, and then we'll move on. I'm surprised that you're throwing out a Norwich. Name. I'm throwing. Listen, we've talked about how you know there are guys, and and I'll put myself. I'll just openly say this is me, who are behind in their leagues, and if it's an auction league, you don't want to be buying the same players the people ahead of you are because then when you score points, they score points. So you need guys outside the box that no one else is buying. They're going to put up some points to help you catch up, right? Mm-hmm. There's a Norwich name out there that might. I'm taking a chance on this. It's being recorded, so if I'm wrong, it'll sure. be known for all of time. But Wes Houlihan, his name surprised me when I saw how many points he's put up. If you had Wes Houlihan in your lineup all season long, he would have put up more points for you than you would have if you owned Raheem Sterling and if you owned Alexis Sanchez. We talked about Kuyate on West Ham. Uh, and there are other guys, too. Darren Fletcher on West Brom. Just a number of guys that are maybe more known. David Silva is in that category as well. Wes Houlihan has put up more points than them throughout the season. And he's doing it with a few really good weeks and then a mm. few zero ones and threes. So you've got to really commit to a yeah. guy like that. And that's hard. That's really hard to do. It's hard not to re- overreact and, and sell him and use a transfer when he has a couple of threes in a row. Yeah. But he's a guy, maybe this is the week. Lester gives up goals. Uh, and so this weekend, this Saturday, you know, he, he has scored two goals in the last four matches. He might be a guy. He might yeah. be. And a there. great principle for fantasy <clears throat> soccer purposes is somebody's got to do something. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you, I was going to have to figure, weighing it out, someone <laughs> has to do something. What I was going to say, Scott, a little bit uh, uh, kind of against what you said sure. is let's fight let's fight i i've had i've been behind before and had to chase people down and um there's certain players i felt like you have like you have to have like if you don't have a vardy if the guy if the guys and or the couple guys you're trying to track down have you know vardy and other players like you have to have them otherwise you're just going to get you're going to keep falling behind you're going to just keep falling behind sure. right so like yeah you have. I felt like uh, when I've done this before, you have to pick and choose where you de- where you did it. And I remember there was a couple years ago I was behind, um, and I was able to catch up. I, I noticed that West Ham had a really weak schedule upcoming, and they had started to play well. And maybe this team this year could be Southampton. Like Southampton's had six clean sheets in a row. And so what I did was I ended up having like the goalkeeper of West Ham and like two other West Ham defenders. So like every single time, because a lot, oftentimes a lot of people have, tend to have, I feel like, the same strikers and midfielders or close to it. Everyone seems to have the big ones. Where usually I found I could make up ground was at defense, and it's a gamble. But if you could find a team with a softer schedule, and again, maybe Southampton, you know, is is that team going forward or, or a team like that. But if you can get, let's say you make three changes and you have three defenders and or a goalkeeper and two defenders on the same team, um, they get one clean sheet. That's a lot of points. I mean, that's yeah. 21 points from your defense. 
Um, and that's not to mention if your goalkeeper makes any saves or not. So that's where I found it best to try to catch up because I felt like, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong because no, yeah. I mean, technically you're right. If you have exactly the same players, you're never going to catch up, right? But I feel like there's, there's usually, I remember you know, it was two seasons ago, it was like Suarez. It's like if you didn't have Suarez on your team, you right. just were losing points yeah. every single week. Yeah, you got to make it up somewhere else. No question. No question. I'm glad you brought up Southampton. That's a good segue into the next 10 o'clock match. Which is going to be a very intriguing one to watch. Southampton hosting Chelsea. Most uh, intriguing match I, of the week. Yeah, no, I, I had already thought that when yeah. I was looking at them. Now, do How you, did it happen? That, that it became is, intriguing? Yeah. Uh, Chelsea's because Mourinho left no, in hitting. Well, it, so both teams, like a month and a half ago, were on the... On the I mean, Southampton was... I don't remember yeah, exactly where they were, but before Forrester took over in goal... Yeah. They haven't lost since he took over in goal. Well, I'm going to make a prediction, though. The clean sheet run ends this weekend. Against Chelsea? By the time we record again, by the time we record our next show, he will not be on his clean sheet run. It's got to end sometime. I think it will be against Chelsea. It, you know, I'm obviously allowing for it to happen at Bournemouth, which is their Tuesday match. But I think it happens against Chelsea. Clash of stats, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, longest current unbeaten streak. Southampton on the longest current home winning streak. Yeah. Something's got to give. <laughs> <laughs> Something has to give. So There are so many names on both sides that we have talked about and we probably yeah. will talk about now, yeah. so let's just start throwing some out there. Well, so so Chelsea, up to about this up to this point in the season, maybe maybe a few weeks ago, if you're playing Costa, but there, there really weren't many Chelsea players I would want on my team. Costa and Willian. Are the only two that maybe have come to mind. But I will say this. Pedro, his last yes. two games, has looked really good. Now, his last EPL game mm-hmm. and their, um, FA, their FA Cup. Now, That's right, you could also look at that and say, well, that was against Villa and Manchester City's under-21 team, right? Mm-hmm. But I was texting you during that match like, who is this guy? <laughs> who is this guy? And I was spelling it wrong, but it didn't even matter because no one knew who they were anyway. I, yeah, I wouldn't have known. Correct either. spelling or incorrect spelling, <laughs> it didn't matter. It's because you were trying to say Azpilicueta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was t- voice texting Azpilicueta, and it wasn't it wasn't being heard by Apple. Yeah, it's dumb Siri. Yeah. Uh, Dave, right on cue uh, after this week, uh, Hazard with an incredible I was game. Ask you, do you think it's time the, to get ahead on Eden Hazard? Just and as put him in your lineup, just as you're griping about how he's the biggest bust in the history of of, the, of soccer, which is still true. He still hasn't scored an EPO. No, he has not. Goal. So goal that, but assists. that's the question: Does the FA yeah. Cup propel him to a good finish in the league? I don't know. Uh, Southampton has been... That's a big risk, right? To buy him at this point? I'm not even sure it's arguable. Southampton's defense has been the best the past six to seven weeks. Mm, Um, That's a good point. And so maybe it doesn't happen this week. Now, Chelsea's upcoming schedule at Southampton, at Norwich, Stoke, and at Liverpool. There's goals Um, there. There is goals there. And it wouldn't surprise me, um, you know, going forward if if that changed. Chelsea's going to finish... Like sixth and playing the Europa League next year, right? No, they're not. You don't think so? I was no, and this is why. Two months when when Hitting took over, Chelsea was in what place? Like fourteenth. Fourteenth, exactly. Do you know what place they've gone on a twelve game unbeaten streak and they're still (laughs) twelfth? What does it take? And that's why okay so I guess my point is this, and granted, the gap between them and like sixth 
is probably only short, six or seven points. Yes, yeah. But there's so many teams in there, and yeah. they're all doing the same thing. It's almost impossible to move up. That's why I think it's almost impossible for City to make a run at the title anymore because they lost two important, in quotes, six-point games. Mm-hmm. And, and they have Arsenal, Tottenham, and Leicester, who are all playing very well. And, you know, yes, one or two of them might lose, but City's got to catch all three. It's mm-hmm. not happening. Who above, I mean, who above Chelsea is going to... I mean, who, who slides? I don't know that there's. I mean, maybe Watford, but I don't. I mean, I I, I think, think so. Stoke. What are the I names? Stoke. Well, immediately in front of them, yeah. Everton in eleven, Stoke there's, in ten, Watford, yeah. Liverpool, like West Ham. West Ham can't get worse. They're only getting. They're getting healthier. Like Southampton's been amazing. Maybe I mean, but anybody that high, once you get up into Manchester United in fifth, what different? I mean, that's that might as well be. They might as well be on the moon. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like Crystal Palace, and you know, in 13th, Crystal Palace is has only their potential to go up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there is nobody yeah. around Spain, them. Spain found they found healing in Spain. Oh, gonna, there's great healing in the southern coast of Spain. They're going to come back. Um, Southampton. We've talked about James Ward-Prowse. I know Brian. He's a he's a big. Big yeah. hit in your. Uh, All right, so the only thing with him is just the consistency of playing time. It has, I mean, performance has been in, has been great when he's yeah, out there. That's the West Ham problem, right? I mean, yes. there are so many guys that that Kuman can choose from, mm-hmm. uh, manager of the month Ronald Kuman, that it's hard to know who to play on your own fantasy roster because he has too many attacking options. You're going to get a lot of variety from week to week. For me, James Ward Prowse. Is the only one? Is the only uh, other than Forrester probably one of the only other Southampton guys I'm looking at? Not Shane Long. Well, I'll mention him in a second. James Ward Prowse. This was surprising. <laughs> Five point eight value. Yeah. It dropped point three dollars. Dollars from last week, and he had he had six points last week. Yeah. His last five games, 16, 4, 4, 1, and 6. In the one, he was, out, his, there, he was out there for a minute. Why is he, his he value He was dropping? a 90th minute sub when he had the one. I've noticed this this week when I was looking at a lot of players' values, right, you know, gaining and dropping. They're messed up. I don't understand who's in charge of this. <laughs> like... We have to go by it, right? And we need to. And we have to pay attention. Your sources from last (laughs) week might be my sources. Player evaluation. Oh my gosh! I think I think the way it's set up, and you know, we might be exposing our our own uh, lack of knowledge here, but it appears that they they set the uh, value at the start of each segment, and then it fluctuates from that value week to week. So no. that's why we're ending up with no, no, someone true. like Company who is still the highest rated defender even though he's been out for weeks. No, I yeah, yeah. And and then you'll you know, a guy like James Ward Proud now I can't explain his value dropping. Yeah. Maybe it's the lack of minutes, consistent minutes. No, but he's been that's what I'm saying. I, I look, he's played like the last eight or nine games for the most part. The yeah. the, the one he it's, had less minutes, but is he twenty one? I mean he's a young he's, he's a young guy. He's a young Absolutely guy for sure. I mean he I feel like he's gonna be another player. That Southampton's going to lose to another club because he's good. I mean, Liverpool's that's kind of the already on the phone. <laughs> How many guys Doesn't, have gone from Southampton yeah, to Liverpool and then become busts? Yes, that I, is I mean, so true. I know it's almost like Southampton's yeah. laughing and like. <laughs> oh no, that's exactly right. You know? Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll like sell we, you. It's like when Liverpool sold Torres to Chelsea. We'll sell you Lovren. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or uh, who was it before that? Um, Lalana Lambert. Lalana Lambert. Was it Lambert Simone was Mignolet? The worst one. <laughs> Flappy Bird. 
It was not Flappy Bird. He came from Sunderland. Sunderland, I think that's I right. Think. Watford versus Bournemouth. This is fun. I like it when two relegated teams, or I'm sorry, promoted teams play each other. I know we're way past the start of the season here, but I still look at Watford and Bournemouth and think they were not in the Premier League last year. So and it's fun when they play. And they're not dropping. Like, they're staying. Both of them are, are is... right now secure. Uh, not secure, but they're definitely several places out of the drop. Mm-hmm. I think you could see some goals here again, too. It's always hard to tell with matches like this, but both of them attack. Yeah, and it could be. I, I, it's hard for me to... to I, I kind of... Of all the weeks, if you wanted to own Dini and Agallo... This might be the this one. This might be the week. That's and good. I feel that's like good. I, I I don't know that you want to like, you know talking about selling any you know if it's a you know Lukaku or Aguero I don't think you sell to to go to one of those guys maybe you do I mean that's a fortune that you gain but I mean that, I was looking at it this week thinking I think this is a this could be the Agallo you know mm. kind of the resurgence it at could, home I mean it's you know he seems to it could you can't pay attention to the home road splits. On anybody ever in any sport, but uh, this could be. I think I feel like this is uh, this is the week. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I mean, again, I, I think it'd be a stretch to play both, but it'd be a major commitment. Yeah, a major it, it would commitment. be a major. I mean, you know, to Scott's point earlier, if you're truly trying to catch some people, you know, it'd be a huge gamble. You're all I, in. That, that you're would all be. In that would definitely yeah. be all in. But it wouldn't surprise me. I was surprised to see Dini's value drop. Three tenths of a point. So I mean, this past week, three tenths of a of a dollar. Mm-hmm. So if you, I mean, he he's a whole dollar less. Seven point four. Again, using ESPN's scoring, um, less than the Gallo. And over the last five games, their scores are almost identical. So um, the so value Dini's. is in Dini, and he takes the P, the PKs. Right. So. Uh, I think the proper fantasy analysis would be if you're going to pick one up, Dini would be the play as opposed to Agallo. Speaking of PKs, Charlie Daniels missed one over the weekend. You well, know what? I shouldn't say he missed one. That's okay. unfair to Daniels. I thought that wasn't fair. Joel He's, Robles had a really like, nice. We've save. seen some bad PKs yeah, this year. This, it was not a bad PK. That was a great. I don't know how. Robles. Robles. Joel. He has Joel. He made an yes, unbelievable. Was that, was the, that was one of the best. PK saves I've ever seen a keeper make. It was good. And he got kissed. Another kiss. Wait, who got kissed? I missed the kiss? Yeah. Uh, it was McCarthy with the <laughs> with the handball that gave the, the PK, and he... It was a good smooch. Yeah, it right was, on the, right a, on the it cheek. Was a thank you smooch for the save. Because he had to yeah. block the deflection, too. Mm. Interesting. Right? Yeah. I missed that. Well, look. I looked you're, away. I... You're not going to go back to many of the smooches, but <laughs> you're going to get a smooch. You're going to get a smooch for a, a great PK save oh, after a, that, a that, senseless that's arm ball. It wasn't even a hit. That's, that's true. true. It, it was, was so that was so bad. To no his one, credit, he no, didn't argue. No, no one did. Yeah, it was almost nice. like hang your head and like yep. pray for the best. In that game, it's just interesting how momentum goes in, in football. In that game, Bournemouth had majority of the momentum at this point. And then after this, Everton just seemed to own it. And they had all the chances after that and, and sure enough won the game 2 nothing. I will say this. So you know, you're looking at – another thing I was looking at this week, obviously because there weren't as many games to recap. I was looking at, at the defenders and the cost of certain defenders and then their points. And so where can you find value with, you know, value with guys who are scoring but low cost? 
Charlie Daniels is, is I've had on my team for a while. I've been banging that drum. Um, somehow his value dropped this past week a tenth of a point in his last five games, 18, 3, 6, 2, and 5. Um, he takes their PKs, and I, I don't know how I didn't notice this before, he takes their corners too. Hmm. And I don't know, maybe if they just had one of their their first teamers sitting out, you know, or whatever. But no, um, I think you're right. That guy, you know, for a defender who's always getting forward, who's taking PKs in corners, so he's always has chance for assist. And his value dropped a tenth of a point. If you don't have him on your team, I don't know why. But he's five point seven. He's owned a lot, but but it makes sense why. There's no reason why. If he's doing that, all that, yeah, yeah absolutely. At the very least, for to have a, as a bench, uh, okay, he's a. Great value. He's a starter. He is. He's a low-cost starter. Yeah. All right. The last 10 o'clock match on Saturday for us to talk about Stoke hosting Aston Villa. Welcome back, Jack Butland. <laughs> there you go. All right. There you go. Go ahead. No, You're a big Jack Butland fan. No, he's still he's the most owned goalkeeper for ESPN Fantasy Saga. I assume starter for England? Question mark at Euro in the Euros? Sure, why not? Over Joe Hart. Um, no, I just think he's. I, this is this is this is the Stoke resurgence. You really think so? Good Stoke. Know. Well, how not? I think you're back to some good Stoke here. I listen. Maybe, uh, maybe, listen. They, maybe they blow it. Maybe you're right. But, They're still but why Stoke. Not? They're still. I mean, we talked about Imbula. Uh He looked good. He passed the eye test. Like I said, I'm still not buying him this week, though. I think he's he's got a. He's got to prove something a little bit more to me first before I'm willing to take a chance on him in my lineup. I just I don't see. I, obviously, we could all predict that they're going to beat Aston Villa at home this weekend. And then they play Newcastle at home. Interesting. So they're touring the bottom three right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, inviting them all. They're going to stomp on both of these teams. Well, I don't back, know. Jack Butland. I don't know. Is Shawcross back too? Well, that's I, the I thing. So there's a t- Shawcross the, is coming back. Well, that's the interesting. Well, yeah, they they lose. Glenn Johnson to, in the Bournemouth game, uh, knee injury. So no, no, nothing official on him. Nothing official yet. I mean, you expect Shawcross back at some yeah, point. Yeah, I think so. Boyan didn't play last week either. Nope. Arnautovic with illness. And get, you guess it. He's had geez, a it's been two poor weeks. run of matches. And he's four, yeah. four or five matches. So poor. there's a lot of a lot of uh, injury and other issues. So until that gets sorted out, but who cares? Because they have. Ambula. I don't know. I'm just one of us is going to be wrong, but I I think I wouldn't be surprised if they come away with two two draws. There's no way. I would not be surprised. They're they're stomping. They're scoring three goals in both of those games. And I'm okay. Just, so then the, I guess then the question out. for fantasy purposes is if they're scoring three goals in both games, who's scoring those goals? Because we want to buy this player. Ambula. <laughs> is five billion dollars and. Five and a half billion dollars. Sure. At some point, we're going to standardize the dollars in the value for each of these Maybe. players. Look, he's five it's and a half dollars. He's five dollars and fifty cents. Jack Colback is five dollars and fifty cents. I think you want Imbula. Just think about. I Jack think Colbeck even Jack Colback is surprised at how often he's being he's being mentioned this morning. Listen, I'm just the, saying. The last. Hold on. Let's think about this. The last time out, Villa played who? Was I don't it, even remember. It was. was I'm it from memory. It was, it was Liverpool, North six North nothing. Yes, it was the six nothing Liverpool. That was the last match. Yeah, it had to before be. that, oh, I before that, I think was City. It was just four nothing. 
Stoke and, is not at those some point. Clubs. I think Chelsea before that was four nothing. I'm just telling you. No. There's. I was gonna ask. Will Villa it's freaking lose Villa. by, by it's less nil, than nil. three? Nil nil. I think. I think if if you're a bookie, that it's three. It's three zero. It's over under three zero. No. No way. We'll see. So one of us is wrong. Scott's cra- crazy. I town. might be crazy. Crazy town. I'm, is I'm definitely not no. high on Stoke. Julian left Scott. Gonna get in his Lamborghini or whatever he's driving. Go straight there and maybe he scores three goals for Villa. Maybe Off the old hair knob. <laughs> no, I just don't know. I just don't know how it happens. But who's, this is who's exactly. Who's Scott playing for? Let's go to the twelve thirty match on Saturday. Uh, West Brom hosting Crystal Palace. West Brom, Crystal Palace. Uh, what do we want to say on this one? Are we owning any West Brom guys? They're just so unspectacular from week to week. Rondon, maybe, if you want a cheap striker. But he did score, I think, in their FA Cup match. All the articles about... This is how boring West Brom are on the pitch. If you search West Brom today, all you're going to find are stories about Chris Brunt... And the coin. coin. That's, yeah. I mean, that's a terrible story. Well, I, already, I already mentioned it, but they got they got beat by the 14th yeah. place team in the a, FA Cup game that they were trying to win. That oh, was wow. embarrassing. Yeah, he got hit by a coin in, on the West Brom end. He <laughs> <laughs> was approaching his own his own fans. Whether it was a fan of West Brom, the they need to sign not. that fan up. Is clearly he can probably hit the net with accurate. regularity. That was accurate. Amazing. Crystal I mean, Palace. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say Foster. Foster's numbers his last four games, the keeper for West Brom. Eight, Defensively, they've eight, four, been Eight, four, five, good. and seven. They yeah. have been. They yeah. have been. And uh, Craig Dawson, a defender, if you look at the, the yearly points, I think he's second overall in points, or second or third. Craig Dawson's been, been good. For Crystal Palace, we've talked about how they were trying to do some team building in Spain. Uh, Adebayor is someone that we keep bringing up. He might do some good things. Maybe, but uh, you, you, gotta, don't want gonna, you don't want him to. I, he might. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean you're going to have to see something. I'm yeah, not, I'm he's not, not sniffing the place. Yannick Lassie came in off the bench in their FA Cup win, and, uh, and that has him excited, and that has the whole club excited. Wilfried Zaha has come out and said, you know, his, uh, his, um, Entrance into the squad once again is going to help me play better. Yeah, uh, and so you just wonder if Balassi's so dangerous. He looked good instantly, but he looked. I mean, did what in his interview after the game? Mm-hmm. What exactly did he say? He had a weird statement. Uh, well, I, I will go ahead and I will quote Yannick Balassi when asked if uh, if he could have started. He said, "Oh no, to be honest, I'm breathing out of my ass." <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what that means. Maybe he was gassed, tired. Maybe. Maybe he had he was, gassed. He was, come on. He gassed. was had some flatulence. Gassed. Maybe. No, no, he was no. Just tired. Oh. Yeah, that's all. And he, t- he takes great selfies too. Yeah. But uh, you never know. Zaha, you know, some of these guys, the spillover to other players might you know, might prop up their fantasy numbers with his with his appearance back. And Palace's back. record with Balassi in the lineup uh, was good, and he's been out yeah. for a little while. When he left. Where was Palace when he was injured? I feel like they were seventh the or eighth eight. in the table. Yeah. They were sixth hmm. whenever he got hurt. Then they dropped now to. I don't think they've 13. won in yeah. the league well, since that's December. Exactly it. They're on the longest current winless streak oh, in wow. nine games. Wow. 
So if you're going to buy back in, I guess buy back in now, it's pricey. Because well, she's $6.30 to buy off, back though. in. But, yeah. I at mean, West Brom and at Sunderland. They are all away, but those are two clubs they could score goals. And as you're accusing me of being a, a closet uh, Tottenham. You are a... Spurs uh, fan. The door is opening watched, on your closet Spurs I watched fans. that. I, watching that, those teams were feisty. That, that was the they best were, match of the weekend, yes, easily. And they were... They, both teams were going at it. Della Ali and Johan Kabai getting into it numerous times. Yeah. Kabai falling down like somebody was, was smacking him in the ankles with a, with a I don't know, something. Yeah. Either way, a feisty Crystal Palace team. Smacking him in the ankles? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> the point being, I think that this is, if you're going to go back to uh, Crystal Palace, why not now? Keep an eye on him for sure. Why not? Yeah. That's good. Sunday, a couple of 9.05 matches. This one's intriguing. Manchester United hosting Arsenal. Yeah. Dave, are you all right? Yeah, no, I'm fine. I this mean, one I'll... might... This is going to be a big one for Arsenal. They're two points behind top, if you want or, to uh, win, Leicester in the table. If you want to win the league, you have to win games like this. Especially when United doesn't have Rooney. They couldn't beat Micheland in Europa League. Mm. Uh, in Denmark... And they were trying to win it. Uh, now, as you know, Van Gaal's calling his players. I think they turn that around, though. Horny. They're gonna, I, they're gonna win the Europa League title. Uh, weird things are going on at United. I'm just saying, it, our, yeah. this is a game Arsenal needs to win. They drew Hull in the FA Cup. In the grand, they had made nine changes from the Leicester game, um, and, but they looked good. They, they are just, you playing your Arsenal players at Manchester United? Absolutely. I'm not. There's pulling. no reason to. No, play I'm not pulling. I, no, I'm not pulling any of them. Even if the matchup's not as favorable as, say, their next one would be, Wednesday they, they host Swansea, which is it, very favorable. For players who have Sanchez, I... I He's coming back, right? He is. He is, but and it's slower. I mean and I'm just saying, well. like, there might be other better matchups this weekend. And I say that and watch him score two goals. But I, I just... His last five games, 0 one four four three, and And his value dropped a tenth of a dollar this past week. Um, I just wonder if if you have him, you know, if he has another bad week, that value could drop. There's other guys out there who have been playing well. I own Sanchez. I bought him a while ago. He's down. He's down ten cents overall. But to sell him right now is a is a minus point five. So it's a so it's a huge. Well, it depends. Hit. Well, it depends when you picked him up. So exactly. Like, so for me, I, I want to get rid of him, and I want to do what I can. I I really would at this point. I want to get. But to, you need him to go on a goal scoring. Yeah, I want I want to go you to Mara's. Get value back. But I can, yeah, that's exactly it. I I don't know what the point is of selling him now. David de Gea. All the reports are he's out today in the Europa League match, but no one's saying he's out on Sunday mm, against Arsenal. If he does end up not playing, that would boost Arsenal's chances for sure. Mm-hmm. I expect he'll be back in the lineup. Can you say one thing really quick? What did did the Barcelona loss? Because that seemed like seemed like that it hurt. rattled everybody. I don't the, think so. <clears throat> All right, my my opinion is I well, this is what I felt. I felt like Arsenal Barcelona's Barcelona, right? Arsenal needed to play a perfect game. When you play them with Neymar, Messi, and Suarez up front, you have to play a perfect defensive game. Arsenal had as many and or slightly more chances. No team up to this impressed. point this year mm-hmm. had held Barcelona in the first half of a game without a shot on target, and Arsenal did that. 
And the 70th minute, so they're, they're another um, you know 20 plus minutes or so into the second half, and uh, they're they're pressing forward, and it's one small turnover that's not even really close to midfield, but they're so good on the counter, and mm-hmm. and they scored on the counter. It happened fast, and, yeah, all of a and sudden once they were that happened, like 14 like, seconds, you know. Yeah. But but before this, Drew had a good chance to score. Um, they mm-hmm. forced. Uh, Terstegen into a few good saves. It's just I don't think I really don't think it's going to be uh, a blow. I think I think the players know how well they played up to that 70th minute mark. Uh, it was really disappointing to make one mistake and get out. But I don't think it's going to bother them. In fact, I think they might come out and even flip, play a little bit more inspired. Well, Arsenal has an FA Cup replay. They drew with Hull this past weekend, so they're going to have an FA Cup replay. They're still in that competition. Otherwise, they'll. I mean, assuming they're going to drop out of the Champions League, they right. could focus on the league and, now. And mm-hmm. no, I, and and there was a big part of me that just wanted to start under twenty ones against Barcelona. You, and you let, mentioned that and last let, week. I was joking, right? I knew that would never happen. But you know, listen, they they have a chance to win the league this year, and in my opinion, they need to focus on it. And the chances of playing Barcelona is playing the be- they're the best team in the world right now. Chances of them beating them, you know, was just very small. Uh, a guy, Tom Tom Adams, a guy on ESPN. FC in his recap of the game, I, I didn't get to. You know, I didn't watch any of it. Didn't watch any of the recap, but I don't know that you would have seen it without watching the full the full match. Talking about Ozil being like visibly frustrated throughout. He was slapping the ball away yeah. at one point. Yeah. I just uh, that's why I think that's why I was asking. Just well, in terms of the 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 visible frustration of the players, you watched Olivier Giroud the pass to no one. Uh, yeah. That it seemed yeah. like that right. that went so that was so rapidly. It was like they were on edge and they couldn't get in the, sync. But the it went it was so spread. Like at this point, yeah. it's a viral video yeah. to yeah. see. But to see uh, Sanchez's the the frustration on the players. Of what are you doing? Because yeah. it was a good chance. Yeah, and it was almost like it, yeah. it seemed like the response was. Just as we're singing Giroud's praises of you know just how seem like improved he's been, uh, it was almost like you saw that. Could be interesting because you know I, I agree with you. They could they could come back angry and, and put up a good result at United, or they could go nil nil in the first half. United's defense frustrate them, and then we start to see some of the same stuff you're talking about, Brian. That could come ha- out against that United. could happen. One thing I did like to see that with Ozil because that shot of him looking back at the other guys behind him, like what what the heck is going on? I, he's taking a lot of slack. Or flack, I, I think, for for always being quiet, sort of like Eli Manning. He's not like an in your face type of guy. So I think at times I'm hoping maybe some of the teammates respond to this by the fact that, you know, he's kind of stepping up and maybe being a little bit more vocal. Like I expect more. I mean, he's obviously he's been their best player all year. Mm-hmm. That's un, undoubtable. Um, so I, I don't know. I, part of me is I I think it might help him a little bit. Kind of shows a little fire. Yeah. The uh, other match on Sunday, Tottenham versus Swansea. Swansea probably going to play as defensive as possible at White Hart Lane to try to get a point. Yeah, you got to play your Spurs players in that one, right? Oh, absolutely. You play all your Spurs players. Uh, all Bri- all well, Brian's Harry- players. Yeah, yeah, that's true. His Harry Kane, household favorites. Uh, well, I mean, is there? I know he's not playing. He's, he's not playing today. But he will probably play on Sunday. He will. He will, in all likelihood, play on Sunday. Uh, and so, if you own Harry Kane, it's something you're going to want to keep an eye on. Yeah, especially like for me, I own Aguero and Kane, mm-hmm. and a Phoebe. So I'm 
Right now, I changed the formation. Sure. Uh, we put Aguero on the bench, but to Brian's point earlier, I might be cha- you know yeah. swapping him with Vardy. Maybe even more since Kane's owned a lot. Maybe maybe like, even more of a reason. It's to, a risk. To stop he, the Kane might not play in that game. In so. a week where you're losing four clubs with good offensive, playing. with for the most part players like Everton. Yeah, Liverpool. exactly. Yeah, due to the Capital One Cup final, City. if you don't have Harry Kane in there, that's going to be a striker shortage for yeah. a lot of guys. Yeah. But I I do think I think he'll be in the lineup. Yeah. Now. How will he play? That remains to be seen. It's a broken nose, right? Broken nose? Some sort of nose operation? Didn't stop Diego Costa. No, it only made him stronger. All right. So we've talked about how there are four clubs not playing on the weekend because of the Capital One Cup final. There will be a full slate of matches on Tuesday and Wednesday, five on each day for your midweek delight. I'm just going to list all five on each day, and we can talk about the things that stand out to us. Um, On Tuesday, we have Leicester versus West Brom, Bournemouth hosting Southampton. That could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Aston Villa hosting Everton. Go ahead and get your Everton players back in the lineup, mm-hmm. I think, on that one. No doubt. Norwich hosting Chelsea and Sunderland versus Crystal Palace. Interestingly, Villa, Norwich, Sunderland are all hosting Everton, Chelsea, and Crystal Palace, respectively. Could could see some weird results on that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a quick turnaround. It could be a weird Tuesday. It, it could, could be a weird Tuesday. It could be some weird midweek matches, for sure. The one that's, I mean, obviously Leicester and other on paper what looks like a, a winnable match for them so continue to play your Leicester guys if you forget to change your lineup from Saturday you're probably going to be okay if it's filled <laughs> with Leicester players that's true uh, Bournemouth Southampton again stands out to me as one that you could see like a 2-2 or a 3-2 something like that real quick uh, so Liverpool plays Tuesday and Wednesday so does City well so L- Liverpool is playing three games in six days yes they're playing a Europa game today Thursday, mm-hmm. and then the Capital One Cup, the Capital One Cup Sunday. Sunday, and then they will play City again on Wednesday. On Wednesday, uh, yeah, you know, that's a that's a disaster for for fantasy. Well, for Liverpool as a club, and then for yeah. fantasy purposes, if you have a Jordan Henderson or a Nathaniel Klein, uh, for, for tread me, lightly. for me, Sturridge and Firmino for Liverpool, the only players that I'm looking to possibly play going forward. But Sturridge, you got to wonder when is he going to play these three matches? He's not going to play 90 minutes in all three. Uh, he might not play 90 minutes in two of them. He's going to play in the FA. He's going to play in the FA, the Capital One Cup final. Yeah. Yeah. So then if that's the case, then is he going to play in the league on Wednesday? You have to wonder. He usually requires two days of rest. He might not start match. today. I bet he doesn't start today. It's very possible. Today being the Europa League. Yeah. Second, second uh, leg. Yeah, it's possible. You just wonder if he's going to play in the final, is he going to play on Wednesday? That's a huge risk. Firmino might be the safer play, to be very honest yeah. with you. Firmino has a you know he has a couple different positions. He's played for Liverpool. He's played in that false nine up front uh, when Sturridge has been out, and then he's dropped behind Sturridge and uh, you know when, when he has been in the lineup. So Firmino might be the best play there. Wednesday, speaking of Wednesday, we mentioned Liverpool, Manchester City. You also have Manchester City, uh, Manchester United hosting Watford, Stoke hosting Newcastle, West Ham and Tottenham. It's a good game. Match of the yeah. day, right there probably, and then Arsenal hosting Swansea. So it'll be a lot of fun. We will have a lot to talk about Thursday, next week. Absolutely. When we record once again. Hopefully we've given you some uh, some food for thought, some tips and tricks that will help you with your fantasy lineup for the next two match weeks. This is a big one. This is where you're going to put, see a lot of a lot of matches in a short span. Yep. You're going to need to be prepared if you're going to want to win your league. Until next time, we will see you. We're going to be in the northern coast of Spain, if there is even <sighs> such a thing. We rejuvenating might, ourselves. We might be on retreat run. recording on the coast of Spain next week. We're going to play the youth kids for the <laughs> under-21 fantasy soccer <laughs> FC team. 
and hopefully win. Next time. <laughs> See ya.